quiet for so What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mile Higher Podcast. So long. What's up, guys? Welcome back, and thanks for joining us for another episode. Episode number two today. Episode. We are back in action. We are. We're back in action, and we're hopefully sounding better to you guys because a lot of people were upset. Yeah, they were upset. They're like, I can only hear you guys out of one earphone and I work and I, I can only have one earbud and it's Yeah, really... the last one was recorded not in stereo, so it was like two different Well, not only that, but I'm an amateur podcaster here. As <laughs> yeah, you can we're tell. just learning. But uh I recorded both of our mics on the same track. So oh, okay, that makes sense. It had to split both. It's a lot so. more complicated than it looks, guys. It kind of just looks like some people have a microphone. The setup for a podcast is very, very intense. Like, it took Josh and I a long time to get this whole setup ready to go. And it took Josh, honestly. I should take zero credit for this. I just watched. And yeah, you just sat on the sidelines and said, make a podcast studio. So <laughs> I was like, uh, let no, me Google that. No, you know what? That. I picked out the, the table. Kind of actually, Josh That's did that true. too. You were really the one who wanted it, though. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just showing up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> just showing up for the the party, right? Just showing up for the party. No, but today it should sound better. Should look better. We got a bigger green screen. Mm-hmm. We are pretty much set up, ready to go. So. Yep. Here we go. Here. So. We. Actually, before we begin, <laughs> let me cover a couple things here real quick. So for one, I just wanted to let everybody know that our podcast is now on iTunes, everybody. And shout out to everybody that went to iTunes without us even telling you and listening to the podcast there and leaving awesome reviews. And also on any of the sites, written reviews, if you have time to write a little one-liner about the podcast or even A plus or F minus, depending on what you think. That would be nice to do. That would be great. That actually really helps us out, helps us get the podcast seen. And uh, that mm-hmm. just means more people get to be woke. So that's like always a good thing, right? Always a good thing. So yeah, iTunes, it's also on for all you Android users. It's on the Google Play or the Google Play Music Store. So you can subscribe to it there. It's also on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. And then obviously you can always listen on milehigherpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. But let me know in the comments or for those that are watching on YouTube, if there are any other platforms that we're missing for podcasts i think we've got all of them pretty much can you think of any i can't think of any <laughs> dude i'm the wrong person to ask about that <laughs> i have no idea i've always just listened to podcasts on like soundcloud that's where i listen to like yeah shane yeah. and friends and we'll try not to to grab the mics constantly so oh is that just bad? a reminder yeah it just it picks up everything so just it get picks it to up a nice even spot. when i like go like this no that's fine but the arm if you move our arms but so. I, I move the arm a lot josh I need I need well, flexibility. It's fine. Just be conscious I, sometimes about I like it. to sit back. It's actually fine. I sometimes can... I like to sit forward. Does that bother you guys when I do that? No, it's fine. I can mute it. So or it's move all it. Good. Okay. All right. You Anyways, can mute it. Yeah. Well, I can edit the track better. <laughs> I'm okay. still learning at this. Okay. I'm still learning the podcast ways. So yeah. Well, hopefully, I didn't even tricks. notice that in the last one. People were mad that I was moving the microphone. Actually, I think it might just be more annoying for them to watch. I don't know. Anyways, well, hopefully no one is actually worried about what we're doing on the camera, right? <laughs> Aren't we supposed to be able That's to true. just? I mean, geez, this is like an hour no, we long. Can so do I gotta readjust here. Yeah, no, we can do whatever we want. All right, okay. 
So anyway, what's up in life? It's Kendall Ray and Josh Lador here again. Back. Back again. And excuse me for a second, Josh. I think it's time you explain what your name is because <laughs> no one knows. Yes, no one knows. Everyone thinks your name is Josh Lador. Yes, yes. Josh I, I've Lador. never actually formally have said it since I started my channel. I've Why don't you just... don't say like, hey, what's up? It's Josh Lador. No, no, I always say, say Josh, actually. I should start saying Josh. Lador. People are but, like, what is Josh? But that's why they're Lador. confused is because I never, I don't know. I don't say Sounds it Sounds like much, a French so. name, Lador. Lador. I want to be Kendall Lador. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but if you can't tell, that's not our last name. No. Um, <laughs> basically, there's a little quick funny story about how I got Josh Lador came up with that. You want to tell that, Kendall? No, how about you tell it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the your o- name. The only thing I know is that we were just hanging out, I think, and yeah, and what we were, were we talking about? You don't even remember, do you? No, I don't remember at all. We this happened to be back during like the Jake Paul rice gum diss tracks, or no, maybe it was earlier than that. It was something like there was something that we were watching with Anna Lee, and oh no, it couldn't have been that time. Maybe it was something I don't even know. Ignore that whole part. Actually, that's impossible because that happened before. But we were watching something goofy with Anna Lee, like h3 or something and i think we it was the night we discovered h3 and we were just hanging out and jo- and annalee was like and annalee's my little sister by the way um which she actually has a youtube channel as well she's hoping to try to start making videos again but she's very busy but anyway she came up with the name like or she no i came up with the name she was just like josh you should why don't you have a youtube channel and of course i'd been telling you this for like years <laughs> but annalee was like dude do it yeah and then I was like, you could be called Joshua Dor. And I just was you trying just like to... said it. And, and I don't even think I reacted to it or <sighs> was like, that's cool. Or I want that to be my name. I think I just kind of put it in my back pocket. And then when I went to make a YouTube channel, you, you were like, why don't you just be go by Joshua Dor? Like, well, Dumbledore. It's actually <laughs> kind of embarrassing. Josh. I figured that since you really like Lord of the Rings, I was actually trying to think of Gandalf, but uh, Dumbledore came to my head instead of Gandalf. So that's why I said Josh. Lador. What was the funny name you came up for? Gandalf? <laughs> Josh Dolph Actually, let's pull Josh the audience. Josh Do you think Dolph? I should change? That doesn't even make sense at all. Ignore everything I just said. <laughs> I don't think anybody's listening to you, but okay. we should pull the audience and see her other name that she wanted me to use was Gan Josh or Gan Josh, yeah, that's what. <laughs> or Gandosh or something. Gandosh. Gandalf and Josh mixed. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Josh Lador just sounds cool, so we were like, you know what? And then Josh actually did it. He was like, okay, that's my name, and then he did it, and that's that's the story of Josh Lador. And it's yeah. not Josh Lador. No, it's one word, Josh Lador. <laughs> it's like Dumbledore, except remove the dumb and put Josh in there instead. <laughs> that's literally dumb. how it's spelled. But yeah, so for those that are searching me on YouTube as Josh space Lador, uh, it's Josh Lador, one word. <laughs> Josh Lador, one word. Okay. So funny. So so is there anything before we get into our main topic today, which the main topic for today, I guess we should have announced this, but I guess people can read the title too. <laughs> the topic we are discussing today is ancient Egypt. All of the mysteries of this ancient culture and possibly a connection to aliens yeah exactly we'll see (laughs) gonna be interesting to dive into some of the still 
unknown mysteries of ancient Egypt, perhaps one of the most advanced ancient civilizations that we know of. So yes, very interesting stuff. But what did what did you want to start out with today? Um, I don't know. I just thought before we get right into it, like in the beginning, we could. Well, what we're really wanting to do is eventually figure out a way to like ask you guys questions or let you guys ask us about certain topics and kind of do that as an intro. But today I'm just thinking, like, is there any like news going on we can talk about or what's going on in the world? Donald Trump's calling like every place a shithole. Yeah. Poor guy's losing his mind, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just going downhill. I think it's just going to get worse progressively this year. Yeah. So. So what about Oprah? Can Oprah be president? What do we think about this whole situation? Hmm. I don't know. What's your thoughts on it? I don't know. I just think all politicians are so corrupt and like fake and honestly not nearly as powerful as we think they are. They're more of just like a figurehead for the country and like a like a mascot almost, but like represents us obviously and gives speeches in hard times. But like, I just don't really think it matters that much if a celebrity's president. Like a lot of people are like, Oprah can't be president. She's, she's not. She what is she? She's like, only a what... billionaire. She yeah. has her own TV network. She's done more charity than probably any of us will yeah. in our entire lives. So yeah basically a a great human being i feel like if anything america just needs a good voice like and maybe a politician isn't the person to guide us or to influence people because i mean i'm sick of politicians i don't know about any of you they're all bought out by corporations so i would i would be fine with another person that's one thing i did like about trump i'm not gonna lie is that he well he had donors too but a lot of it was funded by him (laughs) right how much of it was funded by him a large majority of <laughs> large majority of his campaign he self-funded actually i i honestly like that a little bit not that i agree with his message no that's what you should have to do yeah as a politician as a part of Hillary running Clinton for office was so bought out yes you should have to raise money and see if the people like you enough to yeah. give you money to oh, help like your bernie campaign. sanders the only one who wasn't bought out by anyone the only one that was purely grassroots fundraising the whole time yeah Hmm. Nope. Not that guy, because that guy is chosen by the people. But we won't get into that today. But (laughs) But for real, I honestly I think I'm down with Oprah 2020 Winfrey 2020. I'm here for it. Yeah. Or uh, it doesn't even have to be Oprah. I mean, I'd be open to any non political figure. Elon Musk. Come on. Elon. And I hope they would. Mark Cuban. My only concern is that, you know, the experience level is not there as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. dealing with the type of things that a president deals with. So I just don't think they deal with quite as much as we think. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's all about your cabinet. So it's more of they kind of Trump's doing it. Oprah can do it. Let me tell you. Like, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have no doubt she'd be able to make a great cabinet and have a great presidency. But well, yeah, guess we'll see. This year is going to be something else, I think. Yeah, something for the record books, I think. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Since we're getting into ancient stuff today, it's always just interesting to think of like how like right now, Donald Trump is like such an important person. Like he's so famous and so talked about and discussed. But like how many there's so many people that have been that person over the years. Like it's incredible. And you're just forgotten about like we're not talking about a, a leader from 400 years ago. You know, it's just interesting to me, like while you're in it it feels so important but looking back like what will history books say yeah not only that but it's it's like it's such a small blip in our timeline yeah four years even eight years is nothing like there's ancient rulers that ruled for like 
you know, their whole life and then it just continued. So it yeah. was for hundreds of years. So, you know, you have to just realize that this is temporary no matter what, yeah. no matter what, like it seems really shitty right now. And, you know, just the political climate's really heated, but I think everybody needs to take a step back and just take a deep breath and realize like, this is temporary. We went through some shit with Bush. That was pretty rough. And, you know, a lot of us are too young to really like remember exactly what that was yeah. like. But the people that went through that went through Reagan or not Reagan, but Nixon. Yeah. Um, Reagan was a good president. Yeah. But people have been through this before. And so, yeah. you know, well, I guess none of them were good presidents <laughs> to be real. But what is a good president? Yeah. I mean, we don't yeah. even have that baseline. That's true. Um. Yeah, I don't got? know, but I think it's important at the same time because that what we're doing right now is going to affect the next couple hundred years. You know, like this hundred year period is just as important as like, you know, so I think we have to like at least somewhat pay attention, even though I think a lot of like the mainstream stuff is kind of bullshit. I always tell Josh, I have to still like know what's going on because it's like important. It's like decisions that are made affect my grandchildren. So I have to be part of it even though i think a lot of it's bullshit does that make sense <laughs> yeah no it does make sense <laughs> no, am i talking too long no no you're doing fine i'm I just am? okay try to get better with interrupting today so oh yes we, we need to get sorry guys oh we just did it again <laughs> yeah Damn it. you gotta just i'm sorry chill. so we're really like we are married obviously and like i don't know a married couple that doesn't interrupt each other we just do it and i think since we're so like i wouldn't interrupt some random person <laughs> But I'll interrupt you and you interrupt me. And people like commented like, you guys need to stop interrupting each other. So we're really going to try and work on that and let each other talk. <laughs> exactly. But I was going to add just a few more thoughts to this whole um, presidency and just what's coming. And I don't know, man, like my that video that I made about the Kardashev scale has got me like really thinking about human progress and human civilization and you know, especially with politics, like I think the most important thing that we all need to be focused on is, is making sure that we're progressing mm -hmm. instead of progressing and then regressing, progressing, regressing. Can you explain that scale a little bit for people that didn't see that video? Absolutely. Um, so the Kardashev scale is a hypothetical scale that was developed by, uh, Nikolai Kardashev. He's a Soviet, um, or he was a Soviet astrophysicist. And basically, he created the scale to measure the different levels of civilizations that might exist in our universe. So, obviously, this isn't only, you know, grading our civilization, but potentially other alien civilizations that are out there. How advanced could they possibly be? And based upon the ability to harness energy is, is really what it's based on. Um, but other people have contributed to it because he only made it for type one, type two, type three, which let's just here. I guess I can just explain this real quick because it's kind of interesting. You want me to explain? Absolutely. This? Okay. So, so a type one civilization is basically a planetary civilization or planetary society where we basically know how to harness all of the planet's natural resources and energies um, such as like wind, solar, um, hydro, um, all sorts of things like that. I think I'm missing one, but, um, 
And not only that, but we also have the ability to harness the energy of the sun better. So what this really means for us on earth would mean we got rid of fossil fuels, stopped burning fossil fuels like coal, oil, natural gas, and everything was solar. So because we don't have that and we're not even close to being like fully sufficient on natural energy, are we, is that why we're a type zero? Is that Correct. the main reason? Correct. Yeah, exactly. So because we still burn these fossil fuels and it doesn't seem like that's going away anytime soon, we are a type zero. So we're not even on the scale yet. <laughs> And this scale goes up to three yeah, and actually hypoth hypothetically it could go up to five or even infinite. I mean, who knows? But when you start going up the scale, it starts getting just crazier, crazier. in the fact that these civilizations have the abilities to, you know, not only travel to other planets and utilize other planets and stars and their star system, but eventually they have the ability to completely just traverse universes or even create their own galaxies and universes like and based upon hype based upon technology technological progression over time this is over mass amounts of time by the way this is not like this is like millions of years potentially but i mean we just don't know but it's an interesting hypo hypothetical scale to think about yeah especially the fact that we're so low on it and there chances are is that there's probably Alien, alien civilizations that are type two or type one that and this goes up to type seven type well type five or six five or six yeah okay <laughs> which is basically god-like beings god-like beings they're so technologically advanced and intellectually smart that they're basically gods they, they've figured out how to create something from nothing pretty much Josh was telling me last night, I was like getting really scared of like comets hitting earth randomly. <laughs> I was like, what if that happens? <laughs> so if we were a type one planet, we'd be able to stop that, a comet from hitting earth? Uh, I believe, no, it's type two. Oh, type two. Type two, yeah. So we're not even close. No, then, we're so still, no chance. yeah, and we're <laughs> thousands of years from being <laughs> close God to a type damn. two, so. Humans. But yeah, so it's, it's to be just. a little human. To get back to my original point, we just need, as a society, we need to continue progressing and moving forward. And I, I think we're going to see a shift in the next, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start start seeing our civilization shifting in the right direction, I think. Because I think people are waking up and people are realizing that we can all have a much better society and that's the thing about this is that if we can just get to a type one civilization that basically means that we have unlimited energy for everybody nobody will be without power or electricity or fresh water it will be a you know a utopian society almost i mean it will be a such a better place because people won't be stressed out honestly there may may not even be need for money because resources will be so abundant because we are collectively one and a lot of people are like, oh, well, that means, you know, new world order. That's what you're talking about. A planetary society like you're talking about one government, one people. There's no borders. There's no more countries. We're all just humans on planet Earth. That's our address. We don't have like I'm from the <laughs> US. Our address. Earth. Can, can you imagine a society like that? And do you think that would be a. What kind of place do you think that would be? 
I don't know, man. It's like it could go either way. It could be really good if it had the right. It all depends on the leadership of this one unit unified group of people. But I don't know. I well, it would be a collective so society. So not necessarily. It would be, you know, fair representation, I guess. Interesting. Well, explain like. I think a lot of people when you say like there'd be like this free energy source and everyone would be taken care of like a lot of people don't know about that um, which by the way Thrive is a free documentary you can well, watch on YouTube and I'm just talking about I'm just talking about energy sources we already know of like wind and solar we if we we have the ability it's been a money thing supposedly but it's more yeah. been the fossil fuel industry but but i feel like to get to the level where we're at type 1 we'd have to figure out something even newer than that well, like yeah. something even more advanced yeah. and that is possible in fact there's a lot of people that are trying to research it and they're not getting like any funding i mean it's horrible yeah cuz basically there's a type of energy um that exists just everywhere it just as a part of space and the air around you essentially it, it exists and what i don't know what you call it exactly it could be like dark energy how they it refer could to be. dark energy yeah it could be this unknown force that exists but there's a way to harness this energy and there's technology to do it but chances are it's been suppressed it's been you know confiscated by the government possibly it, it is possible we could be living in a world where everyone is like fed just at least basic needs are taken care of. We could get there and we are just being right. held back from it. I mean, it's very sad when you learn the truth about it. Well, it's that and that's the point I made in my video was that literally we are being held back. Like they are like the powers that be, as I, I said, are keeping us from advancing as a civilization. Yes. And that's my point. Because we're my, dependent on them. Exactly. They They force us to be dependent on them. Mm -hmm. by eliminating these other natural resources that's why renewable energies is i can't believe that like renewable energies isn't farther than it is like i can't believe in we're almost at 2020 yeah. and we're still using oil gas i'm still putting gasoline into cars and things like it's oh, like it's destroying our planet i don't think people quite understand like or they're just not listening like it's gonna destroy the planet i mean how much i can't believe people just don't want to hear about it i mean it's shocking because this is the only thing that we have that's the only way the human race is going to survive unless we literally find a new planet this is it man and if we screw it up which is that's it <laughs> if you want my opinion i think the government u.s government maybe even world you know all the world governments are literally planning to colonize mars and use that as kind of a escape route for the elites and for the people that oh have my money God, damn that's a real crazy theory isn't it so it, you don't believe that sense. fully well, but you're no, just not, at least considering not it. fully but i think it's interesting to think about because it is possible that's it's for very sure. i wouldn't be shocked i mean this could be like literally some interstellar shit <laughs> like <laughs> we can't grow crops yeah. it's it's too hot there's dust everywhere and everybody's le like so We're the leaving. richest and most powerful people will go to right. Mars. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but there may not be an atmosphere on Mars. Like, Well, they're going to terraform it. Did you hear that? No. Just like how you make your little terrariums or whatever. <laughs> like, they're going to build those types of things on Mars. Like that's in the in the works right now. And missions are planned. <laughs> this NASA, life is crazy, man. <laughs> SpaceX. 
everybody's planning to go to Mars. Like that's that's next. We're gonna see people mm-hmm. heading to Mars and definitely in our lifetime. Oh yeah. Well, there's already like what about that whole thing? Did they ever like figure out the team that's gonna go to Mars and like not come back? Remember no. there was like a group that was gonna do that that you could sign up for a trip where you'd like go to Mars and oh, never yeah. come back. That I don't think that was that Mars or was that the Moon? I don't remember. Why would it be the moon? You can come back from the moon. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a trip. It was a one-way trip to Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I forget. Was that SpaceX? Okay, I'm looking it up. This is why we have laptops here, folks. Was that SpaceX? I can Someone was like mad hmm. I was looking up things. I'm like, dude, this is a podcast. It's natural conversation. So sometimes you think of something to say and you have to verify. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the podcast is not supposed to be like rehearsed. Like we're not no. supposed to like have a whole it's script a conversation to to. these are not supposed to be like our videos i know some people are like this is not like her videos <laughs> well it's <laughs> well, not yeah it's our a podcast. videos are a lot more scripted but it's like a radio station basically it's like yeah. talk radio we want you guys to feel like you are sitting across the table from us just chilling out. talking about some some interesting shit so okay so one one-way ticket to mars baby <laughs> one-way ticket oh to it's mars. the mars one team Mars okay oh, apply me. now cnn.com this is this is old though this is like Mars one yeah I don't know they they were gonna establish the first company. human settlement on Mars okay so Mars one aims to establish a permanent human settlement on Mars several unmanned missions will be completed establishing a habitable settlement before carefully before carefully selected and trained crews will depart to Mars Funding and implementing for this plan will not be easy. It will be hard. The Mars One team with its advisors and with its established aerospace companies will evaluate and is that mitigate risks and identify and overcome difficulties step by step. You should seriously read everything on this podcast. I have dyslexia and it's so hard to read. (laughs) It's okay. It's embarrassing. I'm sure there's people that can relate. Yeah. Who can relate? But interesting, right? It sounds uh, like they've got finalists already for it. It looks like. Okay. Yeah. There's five Americans actually that are finalists for this one-way trip to Mars. They're going to be the first. Oh, how exciting. Like your kids are going to grow up on Mars. Like if you get pregnant while you're there, you have a baby on Mars. The first Mars baby. In fact, there probably have been life on Mars though before. <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready to get right into Egypt? You yeah, I was going to gonna say, I mean, this is a pretty long intro. So. Well, it's okay. Unless you have anything else it's to long. say. It's long. We'll go out however long we need to. Well, or we we'll can only go so long because we do two. have friends coming over tonight. Part one, part two. Okay. Did you have anything else, though, you wanted to add about our conversation before I No, move on? I'm good. I'm ready for some Egypt. Ready for some Egypt. I'm even re- wearing my lapis lazuli. Lapis lazuli. It was lazuli. the stone of the god Isis in Egypt. Very powerful and very, very popular stone in ancient Egypt. So it makes you woke too. That's why I wore it today. <laughs> Boom. Makes you woke. So <laughs> Egypt. Egypt. What the hell is up with the Egyptians, man? They be some doing some crazy stuff. Dude, they, I don't think they knew some shit. They knew some shit for (laughs) sure. If you don't know, you're about to find out because the Egyptians were so advanced. They are the most mysterious. The the biggest mystery in the world is the Egyptians, hands down. They're on some next level shit. I mean, they're, I swear, they're super intelligent. But if you guys don't know what Egypt is or where Egypt is, 
Egypt is a country in North Africa. It's not next to Peru, like Kendall said earlier. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I didn't hell? say it was next to Peru. I was like, if you and I plan a trip to Peru, could we like hop on over to Egypt in the process? <laughs> and Josh was laughing because <laughs> I was like, uh, I know it's, yeah, I but... know it's in Africa. Okay, I knew that. I'm just saying. I thought maybe I don't know. I'm not good with geography and planes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But it's on the north eastern corner of Africa on the Mediterranean Mediterranean Sea and it is home to one of the oldest civilizations on earth literally on earth this is one of the oldest civilizations the Egyptians yes in fact they actually their whole empire civilization lasted for thousands of years from 8000 BCE to 30 BCE so before Christ so like 22,000 years. Did I just do that? No. no. Wait, sorry. What? It, I'm sorry. What no. did you say? I said 8,000. It's kind of hard to calculate from 800 or 8,000 BCE to 30 BCE. Oh, 30. So it's like, I think it's... I thought it was 30,000. That's why I said that. Yeah. 30? What does that mean? Yeah, it's like 5,300 years, I think. God, that's the one thing I didn't write down. <laughs> Sorry, of course, I ask you like an annoying question. Come on, me. I've got lots of questions. Okay. I'm so bad with like the before Christ and this and the AD. Yeah, I guess I should have calculated. I really struggle. I've always struggled with that. And I'm, I'm just not good with numbers in general and like remembering that kind of stuff. Oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, for more than 5,000 years. Well, I don't think people fully know like exactly when. Well, that's the thing is like we don't even know exactly when they like got started when they first created their civilization we don't even know we have no idea but the way that historians have basically told us about egypt's history by they've basically divided it into 31 dynasties which are periods of time right 31 dynasties mm -hmm. so and then out of those 31 dynasties, to make it simple, because nobody can remember all these dynasties, they've separated it into three periods, with the three periods being the Old Kingdom, the Middle Kingdom, and the New Kingdom. Mm. So that's how they sort of separated it. But the ancient Egyptians, they settled and made their civilization and society near the Nile River, which if you don't know the Nile River, it's pretty much as big as the Amazon and it might be longer actually but uh it's a, a very big river in Egypt that flows all the way down the country and into others I believe and so they settled near the rivers of the Nile and that was very important to their culture and to their religion the Nile River was actually so when they settled they settled near the river valley around 3500 bc hmm. and this is known as the old kingdom okay and it was actually separated into upper and lower egypt but so it lasted for 5300 years mm -hmm. or so and it finally fell in 332 bc or before christ alexander the great drove them out of egypt and mm -hmm. basically took over egypt mm -hmm. pretty interesting right mm -hmm. but they were around for a very long time 
So let's see here. So jumping right into it, why don't you talk about the everyday life of an ancient Egyptian? Why don't I talk about it? Okay. Was I, I supposed to be prepared for this? Yeah. I do. What I mean, are you I know browsing the internet something. for right now? I'm not browsing the internet. I'm trying to log into my Pinterest because I saved something <laughs> on my board that I wanted to talk about. Okay. I'm sorry. So okay. I'll I'll just continue the general yeah. overview of yeah Egypt. I have I have stuff to say but not about this okay so the people of ancient Egypt were it was a very advanced society they had jobs there was craftspeople scribes priests and priestesses farmers and soldiers and men and women were treated very well and women could hold same types of jobs as men it seems like they had a very elevated society or highly evolved society yeah they did except interesting fact the average girl married at around the age 12 which was pretty common for those days which is so bizarre oh that's so creepy why did they do that i don't know oh that's like so creepy that's so bad Ugh. like what the hell well you know what it still happens today creepily enough but women were treated with high respect they were high they held jobs like administrators there were supervisors as well as priestesses. And later on, there was even a ruler of Egypt by the name Cleopatra. But they... Cleopatra? No. Did you say Cleopatra? No, I said Cleopatra. I'm pretty sure... There was a number of Cleop Cleo Cleopatra. Cleopatra? I was like, Cleo is there a male version of Cleopatra <laughs> named Cleopatra? Yes, her husband's name is Cleopatra. <laughs> Petro and Petra. Was she married? No, I don't, I don't actually think so. know. Okay. But anyways, they were very advanced. Everybody wore jewelry and makeup. Supposedly. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. And they took cleanliness very seriously. They had baths. Everybody dressed in nice clothes made out of nice linen. So they were, that would have been a, a very interesting and cool sight to see if we could see like what Egypt was actually like, you know, kind of just like. Yeah fly over it and see what they were doing oh, it sounds like a very cool society oh yeah they love they oh, loved yeah, very dude. beautiful things oh yeah for it being in the desert it was fuck. they were very definitely beautiful. bougie man they were really bougie. <laughs> they were definitely bougie <laughs> they were bad and bougie yep <laughs> it was uh kind of dangerous to bathe actually because dangerous to bathe yeah because they bathed in the nile river which the nile oh, river yeah. has Feels some crazy animals in it no actually one of the biggest threats was hippopotamus or hippopotami hippopotamus is basically can hippopotamize you, yeah can you imagine bathing and then just like <laughs> looking over and seeing a huge ass hippopotamus next to you do they like charge at you hippopotamuses <laughs> they bite you dude they have huge teeth oh, i hate pinterest <laughs> can't get oh into my, my account it sucks i had to like make a new account i had all these cool things saved now i'm just gonna try to find them so annoying okay continue but perhaps what was most important to ancient egyptians was religion and their gods yes and this is what makes them so intriguing and so mysterious is the fact that they were very spiritual um people 
And in fact, religion influenced nearly every aspect of ancient Egyptians' lives. It literally was infused in everything. Yeah. And it was very important to them. And and the gods even had like a family tree. Like the gods, it was all goes back to a god called Nun. Yeah. And then there's Atep. But then they they literally, you can see where they got married. Like I have this cool graph I found on Pinterest that I'll have Josh link in the description just because it's really interesting to see. But like some of the gods were like, there was a hippo god. Uh, so obviously they were used to hippos. They had a, they had a god or a god. They actually had over 2,000 gods and goddesses. Total. Yeah, and I always thought Thoth was a really, really powerful god, but he's pretty low on this. Well, that's a family chart. tree. That's not like oh, how the powerful tree. they are. Oh, that's yeah. That's just a family tree because the god, the creator oh, god, yeah, is duh, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh yeah, here's Isis. Yeah. That sounds weird saying. Why did Isis have to ruin the word Isis? Because it used to be like a really cool name. Scroll up. Yeah, a tent. But. Anyways, religion was extremely important to them. <laughs> there was even affairs. Look, there was like affairs in the god it, in the god affair. You can affairs. see where there were affairs. The I'm gods not had kidding. affairs. Yeah, That's funny. This one had an affair with. But what's interesting about them is that they always were um, believed in many gods, except for one time period. Actually, one of the kings actually practiced monotheism. So one god. And that's raw, right? And they went back. Well, I don't remember exactly which god it was that they believed in at that time. It, it probably was raw. Um, but it was one god. They just took one. I think it might have been Amun, which was the creator god. But mm -hmm. but it might have actually. It probably was raw because they raw was very important to them. Mm. But so interesting. Most of the gods like have like symbols where they're like holding a script or like like they're like knowledge bestowers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And you know what I love too is there's just as many female gods and they were just they were badass too like some of them are holding like arrows and stuff and um women were regarded just as equally as men in Egypt which is really cool and I wish it was still like that today cuz <sighs> for many reasons. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. This is really interesting though. Not only was life extremely important, but the afterlife was even more important to them. Yeah. So they were living based upon the fact that life went on af after death. And they really loved their life. And in fact, the only um, their life expectancy was only 40 years old at best. Wow. That's and wow. that's yeah, I'd that's half, true. I'd be over halfway through because many didn't even live to see 40. Because wow. that was just the time period they were in and, you know, there was there was lots of conflicts and things like that that they had to deal with. And a lot of disease and stuff. But most importantly, though, they believed in preservation of the body and providing the deceased with all the essentials they would need in the afterlife. And this is what when people think of e ancient Egyptians, I think we all immediately think of mummies because... That's really what I remember learning about in school was oh, yeah. the mummification process and thinking yes. how wild that is. And yeah. The fact that they do that is just yeah. bizarre. Oh, my God. I remember I went to the Denver Museum of Science. And what is it? It's the De just of science or is it science and history? It's Denver uh, Museum of Nature and Science. Nature and Science. Okay. Yeah. It's a great museum. If you're ever in Denver, I love going there. Get some rock candy, too. It's pretty bomb. 
But yeah, I went there as a kid and they have like a huge exhibit on Egypt. And I remember learning that they pull your brain out through your nose like <laughs> after you're dead, hook. obviously. Yeah, big long hook and they pull it. And I remember just being like repulsed. Like I couldn't even think about it. I went home that night and every time I would remember it, I would just get like almost nauseous. It really freaked me out. It's pretty wild, though. They went through like an intense process when people died. And did they do that for everyone or just people that were of importance? Yeah, um, it was mostly people of importance, kings, things like that, specifically because they had the money and resources to do that. I think it's so interesting that we just accept that as some weird thing the Egyptians did. Just be like, we don't know why, some weird like. But all Egyptians believe that death is just a brief disruption in life. And that, well, if yeah, they, they followed life was like eternal, right? If they fought and if they followed these uh, funeral methods and mummification process, the deceased could live without pain in the afterlife. That was right. their thought. But maybe they're right. Like, that's what I was trying to say just now is that I think a lot of people just dismiss it as just like stupid, like something weird that they did, like some weird culture thing. And nothing more to it. Like, could it be that since they're closer to the origins of life that it was actually that they were supposed to be doing that now? Like, people just dismiss things that ancient cultures did and just think they're just weird things that they did. But they could be really, really important. And we're like missing out on something really important by not trying to understand it deep more deeply. Here's a yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Here's an interesting thought, though. When I, you know, started studying about their religion and their religious beliefs, what I found was, is that the way that it works is that the better you live and the more good deeds you do in your life now, the better the afterlife is going to be for you. And what they believed was that the God Anubis actually weighed your heart after you died and based upon wow. how, so, and it's very like interesting. Like the Grinch. Heart was two sizes too That's small. That's so funny that you said that, but <laughs> <laughs> but if your heart was heavy with bad deeds, you would be devoured by uh, Amat, the soul eater, Jesus. the god, and the person would not live in the oh, afterlife. I hope that's not true. Wait, so if your heart was bigger, you'd get punished. So right. you want your heart to stay small, so you'd want to be like the Grinch, right? Interesting. But what's more interesting is that they basically believed in the same concept that. Buddhists and uh, Hindu people believe of like yin and yang, positive and negative energy. Which is also part of astrology as well, folks. Yes. They actually believed in those two aspects. They just called it Ra and Ba or Ka and Ba. Sorry. Did you say yin and yang? Yin and yang. Sorry. <laughs> I was like yang. <laughs> sorry. I, the I think a lot of people think it's a yin yang. Ruined it for me. Oh, is that actually what that's they're called? What it yeah, is. they're not called yin yang. Twins. No, they're the yin yang. So that's stuck in my mind <laughs> <That's so laughs> all these years. But, but yeah, interesting that they believed all, and that's one thing that everybody, I think, needs to understand is that all the religions believe basically the same thing in good and bad, good and evil. Yeah, you know, forces and of light and dark. Right, and if you do good deeds, it improves your chances of moving on in the next life. So I thought that mm. was kind of interesting. Yeah. But they infused it with all of these gods and goddesses. Yeah. Which is odd. And it makes you wonder, like, who came up with these? Like, <laughs> how did they even come up with, like, gods and goddesses? And I don't know. first of all. they Well, they must go way back because 
that's the thing is they do go way mm. back. They could go back even farther because they do. They definitely humans, do. Because Thoth was thought to be like at the start of life on Earth. Right. Which, if you don't know, the, the Egyptians were alive twelve thousand five hundred years ago, roughly around there. Yeah. Was when they were around, but Thoth humans... was Thoth was the creator of ancient. He was the inventor of writing and alphabets, hieroglyphs themselves. He like created their language according to them. Yeah, the written language of hieroglyphics. He was also considered to be the scribe of the underworld, the moon, and the moon. Huh. Oh, I don't know. Never mind. But I was going to say that people have been, like the earliest hominids have been predicted to have been around 350,000 years ago so that's a long time so and it's changing all the time it goes back more like sometimes it, they think it's even older so I bet it's way older than that if that's just what we figured out yeah so we don't even know exactly when you know the hominids moved into Egypt and Egypt was formed or when the first Egyptians were were there we have a rough estimate per se but they probably came from sub-saharan Africa right yeah, everybody came from Africa originally. But it's really interesting. I was listening to something today. You know the the Sphinx? Yeah. It looks like the face looks like a sub-Saharan African face. So it may not have even been built by them. Right. And it could have just been restored well, by them or changed. It could have been a lion at first. Um, yeah, no, we don't. I mean, honestly, we we believe that the Sphinx was there before the pyramids were even there. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. It definitely that's what people think. But before we get into the pyramids cuz that's really <laughs> what this is about. I'm yeah, just trying everyone to Everyone wants to know about the pyramids. <laughs> tell you about some interesting things that the Egyptians did. Yeah. But um But we're already at, we're already at 45 minutes. We're good. We're good. We'll move okay. through this fast. We're all good. We're <laughs> okay. all good. We have unlimited time. Well, we have an hour and a half left until we have to go upstairs. But everybody, but basically the uh, ancient Egypt was ruled by kings or better known as pharaohs. So there was quite a few over the, you know, period that the civilization was alive and around. Um, most famously, a lot of us know King Tut um, because he was found fairly-ish recently. Yeah. And he was also the youngest pharaoh in the history of Egypt. Fun fact about king tut though i didn't even know this but when we found king tut apparently he had an erect penis <laughs> no joke he was Dad literally like a boss <laughs> no he was literally mummified with an erect penis wow that's honestly like super interesting isn't that impossible how could that have happened and he was only 18 when we think he died what yeah and not only that but tutankhamen is his full name but his skin was like completely black it, it was, because of a liquid they put on him. So they think that he was literally like burned before he was mummified. Like alive? Or his skin was burned or something. Because Maybe skin... they didn't care about that. That they were like, well, it's my time to go to the other world. So I'm ready to die. What if they just like got in their tombs like that? Or no. That's crazy though. Yeah. It's wow. pretty bizarre. So he was discovered in 1915, just for people who are wondering. And um, so mo so pretty much all of the leaders of Egypt, kings, pharaohs, were mummified 
and we haven't even found probably half of them. I'm sure there's still many buried under feet of sand wow. along with other temples and structures we still haven't found. God, it's so interesting. Can you imagine being the person that found him? So crazy. Yeah. But what was extremely important to the Egyptians was that they honor their gods and goddesses. So they did build um, a lot of temples and they actually believe that the temples that they built were the home for the gods. Mm. And they obviously used it as a place of worship and sacrifices. So there was a number of um, temples. One of the uh, biggest temples or most famously um, discovered was the Luxor Temple. Luxor oh, Hotel. That's what it's named after? Yeah. The Luxor so Hotel. No, cool. I've always wondered that too. And I was like, ah. Luxor. That's where they that got it. That makes that even cooler. Yeah. I've stayed there before. The elevators in that hotel are wild. They like shoot you up sideways. Like not even kidding. You go up a, like a pyramid. Yeah, it's so cool. I love that place whenever oh, we go in there. Dude, but when you're... I stayed there <laughs> and I came home like drunk <laughs> as hell from my senior trip with my friends and I was like uh, I was like on the floor going up the elevators because I was like oh my god I'm gonna like throw up or fall over that they're crazy especially <laughs> when you're drunk they because sh- they're they go up sideways like it's literally so an weird. elevator that goes up the side of a pyramid can you imagine what that would feel like yeah no the, it looks crazy <laughs> just signaled to me I'm being too loud am I no loud? you're not being loud you're not talking in front of your mic you oh be, that's why okay be conscious of your yeah mic. okay I'm sorry <laughs> I'm still learning but yeah those are wild if you've been in them you've probably know what I'm talking about all right so obviously what you all came for the two most mysterious pieces of architect archi- architecture architecture <laughs> I always butcher words when I'm when I'm talking about stuff the two main and most famous pieces of architecture of ancient Egypt, the Great Sphinx and the Pyramids of Giza. Yes. We'll start with the Great Sphinx real quick. Okay. The Great Sphinx is on the Giza Plateau. And the builder, we have no idea who the builder was, and we mm-hmm. have no idea the date of creation. Of so it could the be Sphinx. super, super old. But most historians believe that the pharaoh... Khafre built it around 2500 BC and it's actually one of the oldest if not the oldest and largest monuments in the entire world so it's old folks I mean it's really old and And it's huge if you stop to think about that that thing is dope that thing is awesome how (laughs) the hell did they carve that shit and what what did it look like in its prime when they first finished that that must have been amazing Mm-hmm. And it's clearly meant to portray a pharaoh or a king, perhaps this pharaoh, Khafre. Well, some theorists believe that it was actually a lion at one point and it was changed to a pharaoh's head. That's what some people think. Hmm. According to that expert that lives in Egypt. Interesting. That I saw earlier. That is interesting. Mm hmm. But more famously, the Pyramids of Giza, mm-hmm. which are a one of the wonders of the world. Hopefully, we get the opportunity to go see them ourselves because yeah. they look amazing. I'm very jealous of my grandparents. They actually went to Egypt a while back, but they actually got to ride a camel wow. over to the pyramids. 
See, go in them. Your grandparents are such goals. Oh, I know. Such goals. My grandpa's been everywhere too. And I'm pretty sure. Has he been to the pyramids of Giza? I'm sure he has because he's Egyptian. He's Persian. He's, a, he's not Egyptian. He's he's not Egyptian, but he's he from Syrian Egypt. or or no, is he Persian? I don't know. Yeah, he's something. Yeah, honestly, I n- never seem to get a full answer. <laughs> so I don't know exactly where. I don't think he quite knows or my family knows, but But these pyramids are a sight to see and there's three of them in a line and the largest stands 455 feet tall and is made up over 2 million blocks of stone. 2 million blocks of stone. Hmm. Oh, by the way, I don't want to get, I don't want people to think I'm Egyptian, by the way. I'm not biologically <laughs> related to my grandfather. Yeah, that's a good. Because people are going to be like, oh my God, I'm Egyptian too. People love to connect. I'm not Egyptian. But obviously. I wish I was. <laughs> But obviously the biggest mystery to all this is that we have no fucking clue how the pyramids were built. Yeah. And it's like, no clue. So, oh my God. It's such modern science mind. has no oh. idea. Can't explain many of Egypt's accomplishments, but specifically the pyramids. Yeah. The pyramid of Giza has 2,500,000 stones. That's incredible, dude. That's so many. The and they weigh between two and 80 tons dude seriously like it would take pretty much probably a full day to put like 10 in place and if you did that it would take 600 years did you know to build them if you did 10 a day they're huge how much is it you know a ton is a lot i think the estimate is it would take like 20 people to do one stone yeah so it just makes absolutely no sense and like obviously um it's not even something that we could do now so how the hell were they doing it then and people think they were like so much less advanced than us. Uh, no. Try again. Yeah. No. They I clearly know. had something that we don't right. have. Right. So the debate is among historians and among most people is how the hell were they built? Academic, uh, basically, the history books as they're written right now say that slaves built the pyramids and <laughs> they had just no. their janky old tools and. They carved it out of stone and then they moved it on by ox or something and dragged these stones across the desert and <laughs> built them over hundreds of years, apparently. But more and more evidence is suggesting a different story. Yeah, right and here, that's the where Guardian. It begins proof, here. Proof that workers were not slaves. We don't even know if they had slaves in Egypt, which for may one. question the whole caste system and everything. Right, maybe there wasn't slave labor there at all. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bible tells us differently, but maybe the Bible's making up shit. Well, don't you think it's so interesting that we're like told that so securely? And you know what is even more interesting is why the hell is the pyramids on our dollar bills? Like, I just don't understand. It's almost like a symbol for something. Like, if I mean, the caste system is literally a triangle and like the most powerful at the top. So I feel like it's almost a symbol of that or like, showing us that that's what's really going on is that we're all ruled by a we're at the bottom elite. of the pyramid yeah we make up the base i know i've just never understood that and the eye like all the symbol on our money is so weird and i didn't even notice this till the other day it says federal reserve note right on our dollar bills yeah that's bizarre why yeah. is it a federal note 
Yep. Anyways, well, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole today. (laughs) We're getting off topic, but the development of the pyramids of Giza is a complete mystery still to this day. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows exactly how they were built or designed because it required extreme skill, Skill. precision, knowledge, technology. I mean, there's just no other way. So the theory that we're going to talk about is... Hang on. I'm reading this right now. Uh, Apparently, now they're thinking that slavery was started in ancient Egypt in the New Kingdom. Yeah, no, it it most likely was. And slaves in the old peasants made up 80% of the population. We're not talking about the New Kingdom. The pyramids of Giza were built in the Old Kingdom. No, I know that. I'm just saying since we were talking about the slaves. No, I obviously know (laughs) they weren't built in the last part. (laughs) Right, but nobody's debating if they had slaves or not just in the old kingdom there's yeah, debate they, that yeah. there was slaves or not right we don't know for sure yeah i just wanted to clarify that i wasn't saying that like they never had slaves <laughs> gotcha okay but the great pyramid is huge it's, yeah, it's very really huge big. the thing weighs six million tons dude the whole thing weighs six million tons <laughs> that's wild and the base of this pyramid covers 13 acres <laughs> or the uh, pyramids of Giza, all of them cover 13 acres. And they're basically 750 feet along each side, or each side, sorry. So on each side, there's 750 feet. The largest one is 481 feet tall. And like Kendall said, it was built with two and a half million stones, mm-hmm. which were extremely precise. Yeah, not to mention that if you were off by even like a third of an inch, you're like screwed by the time you get to the top. So this was like extremely well thought out. So how the hell did did they do? Did normal ass people do this? I mean, I don't get it. Do we you, don't know. Can you think of it? No. And what's crazy about it? Ramps is... like they took ramps and just like dragged these boulders <laughs> up. There's no way. There's we wouldn't no even do way. that today. We wouldn't be able to There's do that. There's literally no way that that is what or they like, were doing. Unless they had like, but rope like rope's not gonna work for that mm-hmm. you need heavy ass like modern machinery to do that and even then that's a struggle for the size of these stones and the weight that's a lot of weight mm. what could handle that i don't know i don't know either it just makes no sense but more interestingly is interestingly a word yeah it is interesting <laughs> Interestingly enough. Interestingly enough. This is where things start getting bizarre because really how did, you know, this ancient civilization know to align the pyramids to true north without a compass? They did this without a compass. How did they know which way was north unless they had advanced uh astronomical knowledge they obviously knew where the north star is they knew which d- oh yeah the directions. they definitely did and it is aligned to true north to a fraction of a degree that's how precise it is and apparently a compass was not invented for a few thousand years after the egyptians were long mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell sounds about right yeah it's like the exact magnet magnetics and even more interesting Lee, (laughs) 
the great pyramids are actually aligned with the polar radius of our planet. So they knew the dimensions of our planet. The polar radius of our planet. Well, I mean, there's a lot of like people that believe that basically, <laughs> well, this is when it starts to get into ancient alien theories. But that's that what a, we're talking about. I know. But if like it's possible that if aliens have ever been on Earth, they built the pyramids because they're they're lined up with North and South Pole. Like and we have these like natural magnetics. So. Right. We have. That's why we have magnetic field. And I mean, I think most people know this, but, you know, the Egyptians weren't the only ones with pyramids. They are all over the place and they're lined up freakishly with everything. I mean, it's so weird. And the Great Pyramids were actually aligned with Orion's belt. Yes. So they knew about Orion's belt. They knew about constellations. And why? is a better question. Why did they do this? Why not just throw pyramids somewhere that's convenient for you? Yeah. Why drag them out to... And and I think if I recall correctly, isn't it like 500 miles from the source of the stone that they had to use? Like they somehow got these millions of tons of stone across like 500 miles. Yeah, that wasn't isn't... like indigenous to them. It wasn't like they like built it right next to where they extracted the stone from. They hauled the stone across... This is so interesting. When you stand on the Sphinx and you look at the two pyramids, um, you can see the sun will, if it's on the summer solstice, you can see the sun in the exact middle of the two. And they think that was purposely done. Of course it was. You might as well align it with the <laughs> summer For them solstice. to have done this, they would have had to have knowledge of the summer solstice and therefore they must have known the exact length of a year. 365.25. Once again, this fact was not discovered until long after the Egyptians were gone. They, I'm telling you, they had some advanced knowledge, and that's why, as ancient aliens teaches us, that ancient astronaut theorists believe extraterrestrials built the pyramids, folks. Mm. <laughs> folks. At least. We're not sure. At least just, aliens were theory. involved. Yeah. Because as far as we know, they did not have the technology nor the knowledge to build these pyramids. And these pyramids have, for being built by humans, they have almost little to no error, errors to them. They are mm -hmm. so precise. Mm -hmm. So the That's fact so that people or the history books believe that they were built by slaves, which is what I was taught in school, was that the pyramids were built by slaves be interested to know if any of you have an update to that and see if they're still teaching it that way in schools but did you know they believed in astrology it's just a different form of it egyptian astrology obviously yeah obviously they had to have known astrology and I, like that's what i want to understand and i've asked this to people before but how the hell did they know about like pluto and like i mean what they obviously had knowledge that we didn't I mean, it's they so all, obvious. Yeah, and they knew what pi was. Yeah, no. They, oh, they, they knew, knew a bunch pi. of stuff. They knew pi. Okay, how about this, too? They somehow had some type of light source that we didn't have because in the pyramids, there was all these chambers and shafts that, like, oh, obviously... you're getting ahead of me here. Okay, Josh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just... It's okay. Okay. 
gonna no jump need there. To, Josh has to be like so damn organized. This is I'm sorry, but I have ADD and that's just not gonna work. <laughs> I have a plan. I gotta get today. the thoughts out when I have them. We have a plan. Just let okay. me tell this Go real there. fast. This is interesting. They I know somehow it's knew how to light up the pyramids because it's not like they could bring a torch in there because of the oxygen. It would instantly go out. So they had some type of source of illumination that we don't well, have. Well, it wouldn't instantly go out. Well, there's, yeah, because there's like uh, corners and stuff. There was like tunnels It'd where you had to turn. It'd be hard to keep it lit throughout. Unless it would they be had impossible to, to keep it. it lit for how big these are, dude. Yeah. To but light the whole thing? They no. Could, they a, could light the whole thing. Right. But a personal one. I thought you were talking about a personal torch. Yeah, you could go partly through it, but it, you can't after a while. In the shafts, you can't. So they think that they had electricity, possibly. They could have had electricity, or they could have had something even more advanced than what we call electricity. Right. But what's interesting, I don't know if you knew this or not, but they found a hieroglyph that... Too close to the mic. <laughs> they oh, found a hieroglyph that almost portrays a light bulb like image look at this thing yeah it looks like a light bulb it does so they believe that possibly they may have had some sort of light bulb or maybe aliens brought this technology with them perhaps time traveling aliens even what? brought this object to them because in the hieroglyph it almost looks like there's some sort of beings with elongated objects that portrays enormous light bulbs. So maybe they use something like that inside the pyramids hmm. or yeah, inside the pyramids. So interesting. It's really interesting. And there's literally a hieroglyph they found that literally looks like they're holding giant light bulbs that I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I really think it's something different than what we had. It was probably more, you know yeah it was probably some other type of technology different well i feel like we would have seen traces of it some type of electrics you know wouldn't we have found something that would explain that i feel like we would have been able to figure that out but the fact that we can't figure it out says to me that it wasn't something similar to what we have now because we'd be familiar with it and we would understand but we don't yeah we don't understand at all we have no clue we still don't have any idea Mm -mm. And any historian or academic scholar that tells you differently is lying. Yeah. We don't know. And we don't know a lot. And we really, the pyramids are the biggest mystery because the Egyptians documented like everything, everything. they did. Really everything. Their language but is very the pyramids. Advanced. They didn't document the pyramids. And you think they would have written down who wrote them, how they did it, or who built them, how they did it. But they didn't. They didn't even document anything about them or like what their purpose was even so they're the biggest mystery on earth literally the biggest mystery on earth right i wish more people were like aware of like how interesting it is they just like people people are just like oh yeah those big rock those big triangle rocks out in the desert in egypt from the ancient times no one like cares it's like sad they were obviously really really important and they were all covered in limestone too which i didn't know yeah, I didn't know that either. That's really weird. They removed it all. It was all removed. They don't it was, know why. was it weathered off or was it like removed by something? Do I don't know? know, actually. Let me look it up. But an also interesting fact about the three pyramids is that 
like I said earlier, they were aligned with the position of the three stars in the belt of Orion in 10,500 BC. And we know that based upon the night sky at that time, it matches up with, with where the pyramids are and where they point to. So they put this this other layer of blocks on top of it. See how that uh, it literally oh, looks like snow. So beautiful. Yeah, it's like when the pier. Yeah, they were probably light. gorgeous actually. And there's a lot of people that want them to restore it, but they think if they try to do it, it could like ruin them. Um, they just come crumbling down. Probably not though. Yeah, but I guess they would put a block covered in shining metal, metal either gold or electrum, um, and then they put limestone over it. So that's what a lot of people think that it could be. The pyramids could have been a powerhouse of power plant of some type, some type of energy producer because the what it was covered in could keep energy inside. Which is why they built it in the pyramid shape. Like, did they do this for visual effect, purpose? for cosmetic effect, or was there a purpose to it being, you know, gold or electrum and then limestone on top of that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But what's very interesting about it is that is the actual shape, the fact that they built pyramids instead of like maybe a tall tower or something, you know, yeah. the fact that they built just a giant pyramid. Why? Why the pyramid? Hmm. Well, if it was a power plant, can I talk about that? Yeah. I've heard, I don't know much about chemistry and science and everything <laughs> but i don't know i heard someone actually. who does explain it like this so apparently in these chambers there was like salt found on the walls and so they kind of think that they could have used like the two different shafts and in one shaft they were putting down hydrated zinc and the other one would have um dilute Diluted hydro hydro diluted <laughs> diluted hydrochloric acid, and then it would combine with the hydrated zinc and create hydrogen, which would become really light and float up, and then it would flow out a microwave. A microwave. So that's if you saw our crop circles video. There's a giant. So crop they were utilizing circle. microwave tech or microwave energy. They could have been Waves? the pyramids could have been a way to produce microwave energy. And like basically have this continuous beam that would always be on that could always be used and they could access which if they were using stuff like that that could explain how they built the pyramids yeah that's bizarre yeah really interesting and a lot of people don't know this but the the great pyramids actually have eight sides yeah which is I didn't know that no but... they're like kind of inverted so each side of the four sides has another like has a it's an middle. optical illusion like from the top in like certain days you can only looked, see, you can see it, it from the sky you can only see the eight sides from the sky yeah from flying over it which only deepens the mystery further because if you thought a giant building a giant pyramid was hard enough they built a giant pyramid that had inverted sides to make eight sides instead of four so it was fucking perfect it was it was a work of art a work of aliens <laughs> it was the aliens dude i'm telling you this is crazy. You know what? I it's crazy. possibly the aliens. We can't I just think, like assume it is. I though. think there's a very good possibility that in 10,500 BC, extraterrestrials returned to Earth, came down and helped them build it, or actually maybe even built it for them, in or, order to show them that if you build these pyramids and line them up with the stars in a certain way, 
there's a way to unlock Earth's natural energy. Earth, yeah, Earth's natural energy that it Maybe produces. we were closer to becoming a type one planet back then, or maybe we were a type one planet. That's what I'm saying. I think That's we wild. were and we've regressed. Wow. And because hang on. If you what do I do if I have to go to the bathroom during this? Because I have to hold I have it. to pee really bad. Hold it. <laughs> hold it. Yeah. Oh, come on. Or you can quietly try to leave <laughs> with minimal bladder. noise. I mean, we're gonna okay, wrap gonna this up in small... pretty soon. So. Oh my god, it's already almost done. Yeah, we're almost done here, so just hold okay, it. Okay, I gotta pee real fast. Just hold it. No, I'm sorry. I'm just hold it. I can't. You don't understand. It's hard to be a woman. Oh my gosh. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Gosh, I have to pee. Oh my gosh. Nobody leaves in the middle of recording a podcast. <laughs> I'm alone. Don't come back, actually. This is my podcast now. But, anyways, so what's interesting is that. There's all these pyramids. In fact, there's thousands of pyramids across the entire world in all these different countries. And there's so much evidence for this, by the way. And so maybe all of these pyramids, these thousands of pyramids that exist, maybe aliens at some point in our history came to Earth and told all of us humans that were here at the time or the civilizations that were here that there's this energy field that surrounds the planet that you can tap into for limitless energy. It allows you to create this type of technologies that can literally revolutionize your society and give you so many more advanced features and technologies that they didn't have previously. So ancient astronaut theorists, as they're called, believe that aliens actually helped them build these pyramids or built them for them and also taught all these other ancient civilizations around the world how to do it as well. And what they made is this massive cohesive network of pyramids that all generate this type of energy field or aura, actually. And this is actually something that somebody by the name Joe Parr has actually studied extensively over his career. And what he's studied is that Pyramids, the actual, actually, he's actually tested this in a lab. Pyramids have the ability um, to basically block electromagnetic and gamma rays and act as a time machine, possibly, and giving them the ability to open a portal to other dimensions, possibly. So that's another caveat to this alien theory about the pyramids is that maybe... These pyramids were a time machine for aliens. And maybe the aliens actually were able to come to our planet because these pyramids were in use. Or maybe the Egyptians knew how to use, utilize the pyramids as time machines, which is very interesting. And I'm not smart enough to explain all the work that Joe Parr did on this subject, but he actually spent the night on top of the Great Pyramids studying the electromagnetic um, field around the pyramids and uh, he's also tested this in a lab and he believes that the pyramids um, could allow you to access hyperspace wow interesting which is very interesting I to wouldn't think be about. shocked so bottom line is that these pyramids I think there was a lot more to them than just a, a cool thing to look at or a burial site or you know a sacred place a temple type place so there's obviously something more to it 
What do you think? I mean, I just think it was clearly not built by them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I'm just I was curious because I was thinking about it. Like, I don't know. I didn't know how much a ton is 2000 pounds. So the stones were about 4,000 pounds each for those of you who don't know, like what a ton is like me. Yeah, that's extremely heavy. <laughs> that's so heavy. And did you know if they cut them all into one foot square blocks, it would extend two thirds of the way around the earth. Yeah, that's so much. That's so And what did they use much. to cut it? Cut stone. Dude, the wheel wasn't even created yet, apparently. Yeah. And so bullshit. people think they just like put them on sleds and use what? <laughs> Cattle so, so pull it? people expect us to believe that they understood pie but didn't know how to build a damn wheel what like what no. kind of bullshit is that absolutely not because they knew the earth was round <laughs> they were they knew how to map the stars to but they can't build a wheel measure build. a year but they couldn't build a, a wheel and they knew about all the different planets oh my god it's almost makes me sick thinking of how misled people are because that's what you learn in school they could barely do anything. Just a bunch of just running around, writing on walls. It almost makes me angry out. that in school they don't teach you all these other theories. They give you one does version of events. One version of events. Yeah. This is Slaves why... built it in the story. <laughs> that's it. And it was just this And they just forced people society. to work really hard. Yeah. Like, no. No. That's not what happened, folks. It's not. There's no, and most people won't even try to like think of anything other than what they have been told is true. And it's a shame because there's so much more to explore than just this. And and you're right. Like it makes me very angry that the schools don't teach this because I want my kids to get a good education and learn. And I've realized that in order for them to learn the to think really critically and further than just the BS version we get of everything, I'm gonna have to teach them myself. So maybe I'll homeschool. I mean, who knows? I probably shouldn't. They, <laughs> I did go to school to be a teacher for three years, though. Maybe I could. But it just doesn't make sense. And yeah. And the reason why we get the events that we or we get the story that we do is because we usually when we look at history, a lot of the history books and especially in schools, the history books are based upon the history that the Bible gives us. It oh, really does. Interesting. It really does because the Bible. Listen to this. The Bible says that the pyramids were used to store grain. You think they built those to store grain, folks? No. Oh my God, this is wild. Can I share this? Yes. Okay, so if you take the perimeter of the pyramid and divide it by two times the height, you get a number that is exactly equivalent to the number of pi up to the 15th digit. What? How, how, like, how did what they are the chances that? of that how just happening? That? That's, yeah very very small chances of that just have been by accident yeah no that doesn't make sense at all not at all that's crazy though they <sighs> they had advanced mathematics yes knowledge of, of mathematics. course they did they knew i mean they knew geometry and they were doing things back then that we can't figure out how to do today bizarre so bizarre every every angle in the base is exactly 90 degrees and it's like space precision like this yeah. is this is so precise yeah that we literally are just so baffled by it scientists are so baffled by it because we have no clue how they possibly did this no 
But one other thing I wanted to uh, bring up, theory per se, I wanted to bring up about this is this is a theory put forward by author and historian Graham Hancock, which he has written a number of books, but he made this particular argument in his book, Magicians of the Gods, which if you don't know who Graham Hancock is, he is in, um, I think he's English, but he's a very interesting dude. And he's not a historian by academic standards. He's kind of a more of a self-taught kind of guy, but he's literally like investigated these things, been there, looked at them, done all the research. And his, the conclusion that he's come up with is that perhaps there was an advanced civilization that existed prior to ancient Egypt that was around during the last ice age, the end of the last ice age that was actually wiped out by a huge comet. Hmm. And is that 12,000 years ago prior to that? So this is before that. Hmm. So he believes that. So basically his theory is that prior to the Egyptians, the, this ancient civilization built the pyramids prior possibly and used it to store their knowledge about the stars, space, the planet, all this advanced knowledge, how to build this technology. They also think that they could have really been putting, yeah, the Sphinx was really where the knowledge was kept. And there's actually like, they just did a, a seismograph on the Sphinx and they found out that there's this like hidden chamber inside of it. And it, and we can't go in there and see what it is like. So they might be able to send a probe if, if they get enough, like strong evidence of this. Right. Um, but it's possible that they were storing knowledge. And if we get into that chamber, there might be a lot in there. Right. And that apparently I didn't, I didn't catch this part, but apparently, um, in Graham Hancock's investigations, um, his book claimed that the survivors of this cataclysm. So of the, this, uh, they actually survived. It didn't wipe them off the face of the planet. I thought it wiped them off, but no, there was survivors of this cataclysm that occurred. And folks, we actually know that this happened. We know for a fact that a comet hit the earth around 11,000 BC. We actually found ancient stone carvings that confirm this. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And this is, we're talking about the last ice age, which wiped out the woolly mammoths, but survivors (laughs) of this cataclysm, um, which included the giant flood actually settled in locations from Mexico to Egypt mm. with their ancient knowledge. And imagine they what had. they had, like, dude, and it's crazy because they burned the library of Alexandria. They burned like all the books in there. So much of this information has so been lost. So much has been burned. Literally, it could possibly be the origins of life as the meaning of life. Exactly. Or... They could have literally, <sighs> this is how it began. Yeah. Or actual written proof of aliens they could literally say you know this particular species came to this planet and maybe we all come from aliens yeah you'd think at some point someone did write it down like obviously someone did record like right why wouldn't they 
that it's like bizarre that that information is just gone. It's like it was purposely hidden. Obviously, it was. It was obviously <sighs> purposely suppressed. They wanted to destroy it. Mm. And Graham Hancock believes that possibly the pyramids of the Giza are the pyramids of Giza were designed to store books of knowledge written by this ancient civilization, and that the Great Sphinx actually was there prior to the ancient Egyptians by many thousands of years. Hmm. The Great Sphinx. So that's very interesting to think about because that's also a very possible scenario. And there's actually more evidence being dug up that supports this theory, actually. Which I have to kind of agree with Graham Hancock. This makes a lot of sense, actually. That, And Graham Hancock, he has faced a lot of criticism for these claims because he's basically going against all these Egyptologists that tell this different story the one that we learned in school and so they don't like to hear that they're possibly wrong and they don't even they think he's a kooky dude yeah and like news sources and stuff have like tried to discredit him over the years wasn't it npr that really did they yeah like he got destroyed burned him on, on tv show. bad yeah. yeah so he's been yeah i mean he's been he gave a ted talk on consciousness and they banned it God. So this guy is full of a lot of How can you ban someone's truth. TED talk on consciousness? Yeah, no, I know. Oh, he's brilliant. He knows a lot. And Look they've him up tried to destroy him so much over the years. Oh yeah, they've 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 taken taken shots at his credibility over and over again, but he's done a lot of research around this and if you want to know more about it, look up Magicians of the Gods and uh there's so much more to it. I'm actually I've been meaning to read his book. I haven't yet, so that's on the list of things to do, but tons of interesting uh theories as to how ancient egypt got started and how they built these amazing pyramids mm. so i don't know what do you what do you think out of the three theories that we talked about did aliens build them did slaves build them or did the egyptians themselves just figure it out I mean, or I did no an advanced idea. civilization have the know. knowledge to build them what do you think? I honestly don't know. You're just going to take the I don't know approach. You're not going to pick one. I mean, my gut tells me that this the pyramids were either built with a different. What? Move that down. You can't have it touching that. Yeah. Oh, You're picking sorry. Up, so, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was saying. Um, what was your thought of? I don't know. I just really think built. that they were the knowledge of how they were built is at least not of this world. Like the way that they did it, if it was the Egyptians, is not of this world, or it was built by someone not of this world. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously something more going on here. I think there's a higher level of knowledge that's been lost that they had, and could have been extraterrestrial it could have been just an ancient civilization you know i think that there's been probably just like in these civilizations periods of human history that are not recorded oh, that we don't yeah. have knowledge of because Absolutely. there's no there's no physical proof of it anymore yeah and i think it's very hard for people to wrap their head around that and think that maybe maybe at one point I mean, this planet's been around for billions of years. Maybe at different points in history and even human history, there's been advanced civilizations. I mean, there could have been even up to a type one civilization possibly. And then it got 
wiped out by a comet. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who really knows? We don't know. And there's also another, there's also a chance that maybe a lot of the stuff in regards to ancient Egypt, and maybe there's a lot of stuff that is still yet to be uncovered and maybe it's just buried in under hundreds of feet of sand or something or, you know, oh, yeah. another totally theory possible. is that maybe Atlantis helped out. Maybe they helped no, out is. with the pyramids and mm-hmm. because what was interesting that we found out recently was that I didn't even, even realize this, but the Egyptians knew how to sail the sea and they knew how to sail to different parts. Oh yeah. You know, to different continents and Yeah, dude, the Greeks would visit the Egyptians yeah. for psychedelic trips. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. They did. They were using they were psychedelics tripping. back then. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And the Greeks would come that far, like, and it would take them so long. Well, maybe it didn't. We th- we would think it would take them a long time, right. but it's possible. Like, it oh, they were just rowing their boats along for miles. <laughs> yeah, maybe. when they knew all these complex <laughs> things. Yeah, right. No, they God. had something. They had Wouldn't some it be energy. such a shame if if someone does know the truth about this and it's just been completely hidden? Or like, there's a book. There's an ancient Egyptian book that they're just like have locked away in a vault yeah. underground somewhere. That one is. I mean, sh- what if there was like a book of life that explained everything from the very beginning? And it's just hidden away somewhere. or Maybe it's lost or. And another thing that Graham Hancock believes is that the Ark of the Covenant was an advanced piece of technology, possibly alien even. Wow. Damn. So there's there's so many caveats to ancient Egyptian history and their accomplishments. It's it could go on and on. And uh-huh. they just continue to make more and more discoveries that suggest that extraterrestrials yeah. were involved with their civilization in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Or they at least were aware of extraterrestrials at the very minimum. Or they had like knowledge that was passed down from it. I mean, they were definitely in tune with space. They were definitely oh, yeah. in tune with the stars. In the universe and the idea of energy. And, Absolutely. Um, the idea of life being eternal and like this like mysterious force that we can't understand. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, definitely believed in that. Along with um, King Tut, they actually found a dagger made out of a meteorite which (laughs) that's so cool which sounds oh my god crazy i mean wow how did they know you know they must contain something that's like powerful what if he had like a way to make that work better like what if it was given to him by oh yeah otherworldly beings (laughs) ancient alien theorists say yes (laughs) ancient astronaut theories say yes Ancient astronaut theorists. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we are one hour and thirty minutes into this. It's good. We're good. Another thing, real quick. <laughs> okay. No, I was just going to mention a few other things, just real quick. Okay. But um, we do have friends coming over really yeah. soon. But they um, they actually found coins that appear to have an alien on them. It literally wow. looks like a straight up gray alien on Should the coin. I Google it. Yeah, pull it up real quick. Just type in alien coin Egypt. Coin. Yeah, these coins literally have little gray alien or gray aliens or some alien. Look at that. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? Is, <gasps> is that an ancient Egyptian? You guys, Egyptian? you have to Google this. Just literally type Come in alien on, coin people. Egypt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unless wow. Egyptians just look like. Oh, my God. That's actually now I believe it even more. That is wild. You guys, you have got to look this up. Literally, ancient Egypt alien coin. 
Yeah, it's a straight up alien. On oh the my coin. god! And there's like ones of UFOs too, and like yep. arrows pointing. And tons of oh different. My god. Dude, there's a hieroglyph that oh portrays a straight up what looks like a helicopter and a plane. Look at that right there, where your mouse is. Look at that hieroglyph. That's a hieroglyph they found. Does that not look like a plane oh and a, or some sort of spaceship Whoa. and a helicopter? That's a straight up hieroglyph. Look at that. Oh my god! You gotta have to. You're gonna have to like link some of this. What even? Yeah, we'll see. we'll link all of this in the description for you guys. And I'll and this time I'll I'll try to make a table of contents too, so you guys can click around and. Oh my god, dude! Isn't that is the most bizarre, wild right? thing. What if at one point there's seriously like aliens were part of our society, and the information has seriously been oppressed, suppressed? Like it's almost scary to think about like we were disconnected from our truth. Absolutely. It's totally possible. Oh my God. This is so wild. They were, they were in tune. When you see it, you're going to be like, oh my God, there were definitely aliens in Egypt. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's so many wild, so many hieroglyphs that are so questionable that support this. I mean, that there's no way that. What if we're just half alien? Yeah. I mean, unless maybe over thousands of years, we've, we, maybe we used to look like, Aliens Ugh. with elongated heads. <laughs> that literally gives me chills. Damn. Craziness. What is this? Mystery of 24 alien black black boxes discovered near Egypt's pyramids of Giza. They weigh more than 100 tons. They're solid granite. Huh. What? They're black boxes. That's crazy. Yeah. Sinister coffin-shaped boxes discovered in a buried... In a hillside cave system 12 miles south of the Great Pyramids. Giant, Weird. look at these. Giant those, Yeah, no, actually I remember reading boxes. about those. Yeah, those are well, crazy. They have some hieroglyphs, but they're poor quality. There's so much stuff. No one knows the purpose of it. We are so confused by them. We have no idea what they were doing. No oh clue. Hieroglyphs are so cool. I love their their written writing. I know. I like to think that, like, I like to believe in past lives and that maybe I was an Egyptian. Because <laughs> it's just so cool. Well, I did a past life reading on my channel and she thought, she said I was an Egyptian man. So maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> but there is this Egyptologist by the name of Flinders uh, Petrie. And Flinders lo- Petrie sounds a- like the best science name oh, ever. Yo, I'm Flinders Petrie. <laughs> yeah, but apparently this guy actually found alien artifacts possibly in his, and he has them in his collection, but wow. they've disappeared. Someone took them from him? Yeah. Oh, great. I believe so. And there's great. also there's also evidence of hieroglyphs on UFOs that have crashed possibly. Did you, you remember hearing about that at Roswell? That the Roswell craft had hieroglyphs yeah. on it? Yeah, I did hear that actually. That's pretty interesting. Mm. There's so much evidence, guys. I mean, if you, I mean. And if you're just learning about a lot of this stuff and you're just like, whoa, how the hell is no one talking about this? Well, welcome to the Mile Higher podcast. We are taking things a mile higher and we're going to be teaching you some crazy shit. You are going to be so woke by the time we're done making podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never, guys. Never. We're never gonna stop. We never We're gonna podcasters stop. for life. <laughs> for life. 
Good. Well, I hope you guys learned something new. I certainly did. Absolutely. And I've been stretching my brain here. Absolutely. This was an extremely interesting podcast. I love talking about this stuff. We could talk about it for hours probably, but that's all the time we have for today. But thank you Wait, all for joining us. Wait, this is one last little interesting part. I did want to say this. There was fungi found in King Tut's, uh, King Tutu's chamber. King Tutu's? Yeah, and this fungi had never been seen on Earth. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Yep. Seriously, though. What the hell? That's what I say every and day it, when I learn everything. What the fuck? They still don't know. They just, and one other thing, they just found a hidden chamber in the Great Pyramid that we didn't even know about. Like In the Great and, Pyramid? Yeah. There's a hidden chamber in there. Remember that? Oh, Remember yeah. Remember about that? No, yeah, there is. I didn't know that they had just found it, though. I thought they knew no, about they it. No, they just found it with, uh, what is it, sonar almost? It's like they used Seismograph. A, no, not seismograph. No. Is that wrong? Did I say that wrong yeah, earlier? That's, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Well, that's what I Seismograph heard. is like measuring like the ground movement, like the Earth's movement. I think they use sonar or something like that. Mm. Or it, it was basically using lasers. They were able to see through the thick stone walls and there's a hidden chamber. So they're trying to investigate it. They're going to try to send yeah, a robot. Yeah, it's a seismic a survey. It. Yes, it is a seismograph. For what though? What? Never to mind. Discover, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But anyways, we haven't even fully discovered the Great Pyramids. There's yeah. There could even be artifacts in there that prove everything we just talked about. We just have no yes. idea. So they, A seismograph, seismography survey is used to explore several tunnels and cavities. Right. But this recent in discovery the was something different. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, diff- was like kind of groundbreaking. So now they're going to try to send like maybe like a drone into it or something. But who yeah. knows what we'll uncover in there. I mean, there could be maybe this ancient technology is hidden there. Maybe the Ark of the Covenant's there. Who knows? But Oh, my God. I would love stuff. to know. Why don't we just go in there and find out? I just don't understand. Because we'd have to blast away the walls. Like, yeah. we can't get to it because it's literally, like, locked in there. So it's like, what's in there, for well, one? it's clearly meant to be protected. What the hell's in Wild. the locked chamber, uh, though? That's crazy. I don't know. We'll We'll leave you with that thought. What's hidden in the Great Pyramid? Maybe we'll find out in our lifetime, guys. Maybe with microscopic robots that can like go through the tiny, tiny oh, little yeah. cracks. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if by the time we die. We know the thought. secrets of life. <laughs> yeah. But. But life is eternal, right? <laughs> all right. Cheers to well, that. This cheers is to that. One hour and 40 minutes long. So. Thank you all for joining hope us. you guys for, stayed through that. <laughs> thank you all for joining us for episode two. Yes investigating the ancient mysteries of the pyramids in Egypt. Yes. Oh, and Josh, you should tell them about our revamped Patreon. Yes, yes. Obviously, the podcast is free. So if you do feel like helping us out with the podcast, we always appreciate your guys' support. And we are we have revamped our Patreon where you can become a patron. There's different levels and there's different different uh, or different tiers per se. It's going to be a lot better than the one I was. Running. But yes, yeah. I mean, I struggled with Patreon. We kind of made it, it and then left it alone. So we're going to take it seriously this time. It's now a joint Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/MileHigher. There's new reward tiers. There's yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. 
So go check that out. If you feel like becoming a patron, that really Because we really need supporters more than ever right now. Like everything going on on YouTube is so scary. Like I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be real for a second. I made a 40 minute video yesterday on the Johnny Gosh story and it got demonetized. And every video I've uploaded for the last two weeks, including videos of my grandmother making meatballs and (laughs) the one about the guy who hit his head and became a savant. Like these are not violent videos. I mean, I guess the Johnny Gosh one I can understand, but like everything is being demonetized and like my ad revenue is down so low right now. So it's just like we could really use, you know, support so we don't have to like rely on a company that doesn't want us spreading this type of stuff. You know, it's like hard when that's who we have to rely on. Right. So it frees us to speak freely and allows us to talk about the things that we want to that are not important friendly absolutely important that everybody needs to hear so yeah that's so that's why we're you know encouraging the the patreon but by no means are we forcing any (laughs) of you or requiring any of you to even go to the page yeah we we don't really appreciate it if you if you're feeling you know enjoy our work absolutely and again the reward tiers have been revamped go check those out there's some cool stuff in there yeah giving you exclusive access to us to ask questions and things like that on the, on the podcast mm-hmm. as well as just you know channel video ideas all yeah. sorts of things so definitely check that out but and we will be coming out with merch for the podcast and i've been getting tons of questions about that that should be pretty soon here mile higher merch <laughs> mile higher merch so thank you all for joining us and going a mile higher with us yes super fun episode two tons of fun looking forward to the future more amazing trippy topics coming up yes get in ready fact, next week we already have a great idea so yes, we're it's getting gonna, ready it's gonna blow your mind if today didn't next week will <laughs> okay but you want to cue the music oh yeah oh yeah i forgot <laughs> cue the music cue the music um and by the way i think we are on itunes now so yeah, if we you are. want what other things should we yes. are we on a spotify yet will no we be on spotify ever? picky so hopefully we'll get on spotify but again it really helps us out too. If you can't become a patron, if you just go and leave us a review on our podcast, that would be awesome. A written review is even better. So if you're feeling, feeling nice, go do that for us. Yeah, really seriously, us that's out. a way to help as well. But that's it for today. We are out, friends. We'll see you next time. Taking it a, a mile, mile higher. higher. <laughs>